Would you open God's precious holy word to Numbers chapter 4? It is the continuing record of the Levites and their duties. And it's, this particular record closes out in Numbers 4. There are three sons who are listed here, each with his duties. And then a summary at the end of the chapter with regard to the importance of everyone doing his appointed task. This pretty much is just reading what is there. To make a brief comment, maybe on a word or two that is interesting, but continuing the thought of the importance of the organization, the work, the service of the leaders of, of worship who are, of course, the Levites. So this list of duties continues now with the sons of Cut. So we'll look at it and see what's happening. There it is. Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, make account of the sons of Cut from among the children of Levi by their families according to their father's houses. Now this is the lineage of Moses and Aaron. So it's for some reason, they're not the, it's not the eldest son, but it's the first one listed. From the age of 30 to the age of 50, all who enter the service to do the work in the tent of meeting. Now, if you read back on another account, it says that the Levites enter into their service at the age of 25 and extend it to the age of 50. So, you know, why... Why does one say one thing and one say another? And it's fairly, it's fairly easy to figure out when you look within the context uh, of time. What probably has happened is that at one time there weren't enough workers or there was a concern that there wouldn't be enough workers and so the age would extend from 25 to 50. Later on, to be discovered that so many workers weren't needed, and thus they were, the age was listed from 30 uh, to 50, who entered the service. Now let me, let's talk here a little bit about a couple of, of uh, interesting words. Uh, the word service from the Hebrew word here is the word for warfare. War. The book of Numbers starts out with numbering warriors to do battle. And the Levites are seen Although they are not numbered in the warriors section, their work is not seen as any less 
in warfare than the other tribes and the census of the sons of, of the other tribes which are listed. So it's an interesting note that they have their kind of warfare and it, it doesn't it doesn't include or it doesn't it isn't the same as the warfare of the other sons of the tribes as they do battle on a battlefield. The battlefield here is the work performed on a regular basis and we have to gain appreciation of the overwhelming number of Israelites who at this point in time are in the camp and they're all in close proximity to the tabernacle, which is right in the middle of everything. Worshippers would be, whenever they would stop and come to rest, the tabernacle was set up, there would be quite a few worshipers ready uh, to offer sacrifices and to receive the instructions from the Levites applicable to the sacrifices they were given. Of course, there were five different kinds of sacrifices. And then within some sacrifices, there were some that could be birds or whatever. And, and that, that would be one kind of way that people who didn't have the kind of money that other kind of people had, they, 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 were, they were allowed to give a kind of sacrifice in certain of the sacrifices according to their economic standard. So this would go on, in my view, this would go on constantly. And you're talking about attending to the spiritual needs of hundreds of thousands of people. So this would be quite a bit of work. The Holy Spirit here, Moses, writing this, tells us that if they enter the service, it's the service of warfare. That's what the Hebrew word needs, uh, means uh, to do this work in the tabernacle, in the a tent of meeting. So they have their warfare just like the other uh, sons of Israel have uh, warfare. And the following is the service. Now here the word service is... Uh, is a, is a different word. Avodah. Avodah. It's uh, labor. It means labor. So they are engaged in a warfare, these Levites, and it is labor. It is work to engage the warfare to which they're called in the, in the spiritual sense. So, the following is the service, the labor of the sons of, the, of Kot in the tent of meeting, the Holy of Holies. When the camp is about to travel, Aaron and his sons shall come and take down the dividing screen with it. They shall cover the ark of the testimony and they shall place upon it a covering of tachash skin. And on top of that, they shall spread a cloth of pure blue wool and then they shall put uh, poles in place. They shall spread a cloth of blue wool on the show table and they shall place 
On it, the form spoon supports covering frames and the continual bread, the showbread, the continual bread uh, would then be placed on it. They shall spread upon them a cloth of crimson wool and cover that with a covering of tachash skin and then they shall put its poles into place. They shall take a blue cloth and cover the menorah for lighting and its lamps, tongs, scoops, all its oil vessels used in performing its service. They shall put it and its vessels into a covering of tachash skin and place it on a pole, spread a cloth of blue wool over the golden altar and cover it with a covering of tachash skin and then set its poles in place. Then shall take all the vessels used in the holy uh, and put them into a cloth of blue wool, cover them with a covering of tachash skin and put them onto a pole. They shall remove the ashes from the altar and spread a cloth of purple wool over it. Place on it all the utensils with which they minister upon it, scoops, forks, shovels, basins, uh, all the implements of the altar. They shall spread over it a covering of tachash skin and set its poles into place. Aaron and his sons shall finish covering the holy and all of its vessels of the holy, the holy of holies. When the camp is set to travel and following that, the sons of Kot shall come to carry them but they shall not touch the sacred objects for then they will die. These are the burden of the sons of Kot for the tent of meeting. The charge of Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the, the high priest, the priest, oil for lighting, incense for spices, continual daily meal offering, the anointing oil and the charge for the entire Mishkan uh, that all, and all that is in it, the holy and its furnishings, Yahweh, spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, do not cause the tribe of the family of the caught to be cut off from among the Levites. Do this for them so they should live and not die. And when they approach the Holy of Holies, Aaron and his sons shall first come and appoint each man individually to his task and his load. And they shall not come in to see when the holy vessels are being wrapped up lest they die. So there's a protocol here. Now, when you, this is the lengthiest description of the service of the three sons that are listed in this chapter. And, and one could consider that this appears to be, you know, the, the most important work of the three uh, that are listed, the sons of Kot, just from a human standpoint, would seem to be, um, since this is the lengthiest section, these 20 verses, longer than the other two descriptions and considering what they were responsible for. Couple of things though. Number one, uh, they were the closest kin to Moses and Aaron, Aaron being the high priest. Uh, and maybe it was, it was to show deference in a sense uh, from Yahweh to the people that Moses and Aaron um, Deserved to be close to their their families, and this important work would be something that the high priest and his sons after him would be involved with. But there's a greater point that we'll make when we get to the final part here in this uh, in this chapter. Now, next, the sons of Gershon. Take a census of the sons of Gershon, of them too, following their fathers' houses according to their families. From the age of 30 years and upward until the age of 50 years, you shall count them. 
all who come to join the legion to perform service in the tent uh, of meeting. This is the service of the Gershonite families to serve, uh, to serve and to carry. They shall carry the curtains of the Mishkan of the tent of meeting. It's covering skin, covering overlaid upon it, the screen for the entrance to the tent of meeting. Now there's a point to be made about the meaning of all of the materials that are used uh, and the colors. But we did all of that and we looked at that when we were back in Exodus. So hopefully we have an understanding of, uh, of how this fits into the ministry, which is finally and foremost the ministry of Christ uh, via salvation to his people. The hangings of the courtyard, the screen at the entrance of the gate of the courtyard, which is around the Mishkan, and the altar, their ropes, all the work involved, everything that is made for them. Uh, and thus uh, they shall serve. All the service of the sons of Gershon shall uh, be by the instruction of Aaron and his sons regarding all their burden and all their service. You shall designate their entire burden as their charge. This is the service of the families of the sons of Gershon in the tent of meeting in their charge, which was under the supervision of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. This section is a little bit shorter. You take everything that is said of the previous section and compare it to this. It seems like maybe this is a little more mundane and diminished than what the previous was. But then let's look at the, the final group of the sons, uh, the sons of Merari here. As for the sons of Merari, you shall count them by their families according to their father's houses from the age of 30 years upward to the age of 50 years. You shall count them all who come to the legion uh, to perform service in the tent of meeting. This is the charge of their burden for all their service in the tent of meeting the planks of the Mishkan, its bars, pillars, uh, and its sockets, the pillars of the surrounding courtyard, their sockets, pegs, ropes, all of their implements for all of the work involved. You shall designate by name the implements charged to them for their burden. This is the service of the families of the sons of Merari for all their service in the tent of meeting, which was under supervision of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. Now, a couple of things to note. To begin with, what the, for example, for what the sons of Kohat did, their work involved rather, rather large um, parts of the structure. So it would take several of them to, to, to disassemble it, but it didn't have the meticulous parts, say, for example, what the sons of Merari were required to do, uh, the smaller parts to make sure that these things uh, were cared for, they were properly placed and ready to be put back. So you have, you have one group that, that has a larger part of the structure, which what they're doing kind of looks more glamorous perhaps uh, than the other guys, but one can't exist without the other. That's the way it is with all three of these that we're looking at in, in Numbers 4. And so that brings us to the final point here in uh, Numbers 4. Each one has his appointed task. Now, when, when the pillar of fire gives the direction that it's time for them to move, the Levites have to move 
methodically and quickly. Uh, and they have to know exactly what to do, which is what, of course, they do know exactly what to do. It's appointed to them. And they, they get right to what they're supposed to do. So here's the sons of Quad, and they're, they're taking out a large structure. They're taking big things, and they're carefully putting them. And it will take them a certain amount of time to disassemble large pieces while the other guys, the other sons, are disassembling smaller pieces and there probably are more pieces and it's going to take as much time for one to do his work as does the other. One is dealing with more implements than the other one and one, when the time comes to set it back up, one is not going to be able to stand without what the other two sons uh, are required to do in the appointed task. So each one has to has to do what he is required to do. His task is appointed. This is what he is responsible for. Although one may look more glamorous and may look more important than the other, one can't exist without the other. This, the, all of them are needed in order, for the, in order for the tabernacle to be taken down and then when the camp stops to be put back up. They all are needed. Everything, all of the parts of the tap one, the, the, the large parts can't, they, they can't be connected or stand without the smaller parts. So they are all needed. Now, here's what's said in, uh, in the remaining part. Moses, Aaron, and the chieftains of the congregation counted the sons of the Kothites according to their families, fathers, houses. The age of 30 years upward until the age of 50, all who came to the legion for the service in the tent of meeting. Their tally, according to their families, 2,750. These are the numbers of the Quartite families. I remember that's a certain age group, right? <clears throat> uh, all who served in the tent of meeting who were counted by Moses and Aaron as directed by Yahweh to Moses. The tally of the sons of Gershon. According to their families and their father's houses from the age of 30 years upward to the age of 50, all who came to the legion for the service of the tent of meeting, their total, according to their families and their father's houses, 2,630. These are the numbers of the families of the sons of Gershon, all who served in the tent of meeting when Moses and Aaron counted as directed by Yahweh, the tally of the families of the sons of Merari, according to their families and their father's Houses. So this is the third of the group, the three groups. From the age of 30 and upward to the age of 50, all who come to the legion for the work in the tent of meeting their tally, according to their families, 3,200. These are the number of the families of the sons of Merari, whom Moses and Aaron counted as directed by Yahweh uh, to Moses. All the numbers whom by Moses, Aaron, and the chieftains of Israel counted the Levites, according to their families and their father's houses, from the age of 30 years and upward until the age of 50 years, who are fit to perform the service for the service and the work of carrying in the tent of meeting, their tally, 8,580. As directed by Yahweh, they were appointed by Moses, each man to his service and his burden. They were counted as Yahweh had commanded Moses. So now... There is a teaching here that, is, that parallels the teaching uh, in, in the New Testament. Some of the work 
seemed to be more glamorous if you just look at it on its surface, seemed to be more glamorous than other parts of the world. Some of, some of the work was very detail-oriented. Some of it was grander in its scope and it wasn't as detailed, but you could see more of what they were doing because what they were handling were, were larger pieces of, of the structure. And yet one would not work properly without the other. So they were all needed and they all needed to stay within their appointments. And you'll see here that Yahweh is the one who appointed them. So you can't get in an argument or a, a debate about who's going to do what. Well, I want to, I want to carry those things. No, you got you to carry these things. They're not going to get into an argument because the command came from Yahweh. This is the way Yahweh set it up. And there, was, there were plenty of workers, thousands of them, and divided into these different parts, they each understood exactly what they were to do. So they'd go right to their part when the time came to set up or the time came to take down uh, the tabernacle. They would each go to what they were to do and they would all begin to do this and it would work quickly, it would work very well. The parallel teaching to that in the New Testament is that we are the body of Christ. Christ is the head. But the New Testament carefully gives us teaching about the various ways that we serve Christ. And if you look at the teaching, no one within the body of Christ really can demand a spiritual gift or, or a place of service. It is all under the direction of the head of the body, who is Christ. And Paul writes to the Romans, he talks about how that, you know, there's the potter and then there's the clay. It's in Romans 9 through 11. And who would we be to tell the potter how to design us? Well, we can't. So it's just like Yahweh told the people in the Old Testament, the, 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 these Levite sons, exactly what they were supposed to do. The instruction came right from Yahweh himself. So it is, and we're to faithfully believe this, that we have tasks in the body of Christ. And if you, of course, if you think of the analogy that's made, the body, you know, some of, some of us are one part of the body and some of us are another part of the body. But the head of the body is, of course, Christ. And, and the head directs what the rest of the body uh, is supposed to do. So this is the parallel teaching in, uh, in, the New in the New Testament church. And all of it put together simply means this. We need each other. One, one work a work to which someone is called in the eyes of the world may not be that glamorous. People may not know your name. They may not see you as much as they see other people. But that work is just as important as any other work because this work won't work without this work. This servant cannot effectively serve without the effective service of others. So that's the teaching that we extract here from Numbers 4, especially for the church. We all have something to do. And it rests within our hearts as an unction. It rests within our hearts as a, 
as a, not just a desire, but a compelling from within. This is the work I need to do. So we find ourselves in Christian service to be more at home, to be more comfortable, to be more satisfied, to be more joyful in certain work than we can other work. Through the years, people have said to me, I don't see how you can stand up in front of people and just carry on in front of all those people. To which I respond to that person, you know, I don't see how you can sit down with people one-on-one or in a very small group. I'm very uncomfortable with that. I'm, I'm very comfortable in front of a lot of people. I can trip and fall or, or do some dumb thing and I have a way of recovering from it. But I'm, I am not nearly as gifted or equipped in, in, doing, in doing what I do in a one-on-one or in a small group kind of thing. Not nearly as comfortable as I am doing in front of crowds. That's because we're gifted differently. It's very, I don't, listen, I would be most unhappy and parents would be most unhappy if it was left up to me to change diapers, for example. Man, there's nothing cute about poop. (laughs) Women think that's cute. You know, oh, look, he's grunting. Look at him, how precious. That's just awful to me. That's not my gift. Not my gift at all. Um, I've learned through the years, (laughs) my life in service to Christ in a lot of ways has been like a pinball machine. I'd go over here and think, well, I might try that. And I'd get bang and I'd get knocked somewhere else, you know, uh, because that wasn't the thing that I do. And maybe I'm the most visible person when it comes to the overall work of the church in these modern days, that doesn't mean a thing because I'm extraordinarily limited. And I've come through the years to understand that. I'm very limited in what I can do and I can't get outside of that hallway or that parameter or, or I mess things up. So it is with everybody else. So the way it was here in the way that, the, that Yahweh established service to the, to the tabernacle and then it's that way in the New Testament church by how we're taught that we are the body of Christ and that we, we fit together uniquely. And if we do what we're supposed to do, everything's all right. I, I was told once that, you know, the overall service to Christ is like a digestive system. As long as it's working, you never know it's there. But if something goes wrong, on the other hand, you sure do know that it's there. So we extract this teaching then from, from Numbers 4 to the eyes of the world or even to the eyes of some people in church. Man, he, you know, I wish I, wish I was doing that. Well, <laughs> you wouldn't want to do it if you tried to do it and messed it up. And then everybody says, don't ever let him do that again, Right. You do what God presents to you and equips you 
and gifts you to do. And when it, when you see how God makes it work, and then you'll see how important it is to the work of everything else, then we're, we're joyful in our service to the Lord. Well, we're going to stop there and pray and we'll be through for the night. Father God in heaven, Lord, thank you for calling us and equipping us into your special kinds and areas of service. Help us to understand the importance of all of what everybody does, how that you uniquely fit us together as you see fit, that your work might be accomplished in this world. Strengthen us in what we've learned tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.